Welcome to episode 2 of the Abiola Saba Leadership Podcast. Welcome to Abiola Saba Leadership Podcast, a podcast that ignites leaders to lead their purpose into manifestation, manifestation. and fuel their greatest leadership success. success. Now, here is your host, Abiola Saba. So today on episode two of Abiola Saba Leadership Podcast, I have with me a very good friend. is uh, probably someone some of you know, and if you don't know him, well, you, you have to know him today. His name is Ethan Chung. Ethan is a leading coach to entrepreneurs. Ah, such a wonderful coach as well. Is um is his business um is um Ethan Chung Enterprise and Ethan is based in Virginia, but his service his clients from all over the world. Mr. Ethan Chung, welcome to my show. Thank you, Agola. Uh, it's uh, what a privilege it is for me to be um, your show, and uh, I just want to first of all thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of your episode and. For those of you who are listening to this podcast, I just want to say uh, you are um, you have uh, awesome access to someone who is passionate about leadership and helping people to better their lives. And I don't think there are many coaches and mentors and coaches out there, uh, but I don't think you'll find someone as integrous and as passionate as Abel Saba. So uh, welcome you guys to a podcast and uh, thank you Abella, for inviting me to your show. Thank you so very much. And Ethan, you know, I guess because we're friends and we, we do things uh, or some things together, I, I, I honestly don't feel I've done enough justice introducing you. So can you please just formally tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. You know, uh, Abella, if that's okay, I, I guess just uh, perhaps sharing why I'm passionate about helping business owners and entrepreneurs may um, help the audience and the listeners to understand uh, my service and, um, and what I do. Um, you know, I chose this profession as a coach uh, to help entrepreneurs and business owners uh, simply because uh, it's, not, it's not a badge of honor, but it's because um, I failed three, in three businesses. In, in 10 years period. And all of them um, points back to one root reason, the real cause. And it was, it was the thinking that I was bringing into my business. Uh, I thought it was economy. I thought it was government policy or my upbringing or education, you know, social conditioning, all that stuff. And so I was really becoming good at making excuses uh, about my failures, but in the end, um, I, I realized it really was just my thinking uh, that was reflecting not just my business, but my life as a whole. Um, so uh, when I learned about coaching and what it truly means, um, I, I just became uh, immediately passionate about this. And, you know, as you know, I went through various trainings, conferences, and different programs uh, just investing thousands and thousands of dollars uh, into myself uh, to really uh, be able to see myself the way I should. And, and that's uh, how I want to help business owners and entrepreneurs. 
Awesome, awesome. I, I really love that. And I know you personally, and I know you are so very passionate about helping small business owners and entrepreneurs. You're so passionate through your coaching. You you actually do have a world-class coaching business, and you've helped several, many, and continue to help many entrepreneurs. I know you're also passionate about leadership. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, I feel like I, I didn't start out with such high standard of myself, right? <laughs> um, leadership was kind of a scary word for me. Uh, it, was, it, it was a life uh, that was inviting me to live in a glass house. You know, I had to be willing to live in a fishbowl, in a sense, you know, to be transparent and to allow others and invite others to see who I am not just uh, how I conduct myself in my business, um, but really my, my life. Because uh, I, I don't think that we can have long-lasting success uh, if we continually violate our core values. And when I understood that, and uh, again, that's one of the reasons why I failed in my businesses, because I was constantly compromising my core values. Um, so, so going back to your question, the leadership really uh, didn't really begin until I understood the value of growing myself. When I began growing myself, I realized, you know, the first place of leadership must take place um, in my life. And to me, uh, there are three areas that are critical. Uh, for me and for uh, my clients to improve and grow. That is uh, the area of my spirit, my body, and my mind. And I, um, this triune relationship within ourselves is such, uh, it's, it's so critical that um, whenever like, you look at my business, I don't, I don't pretend to help all the business owners. Um, I help business owners that have similar value as mine. Meaning, I'm not willing to spend my time or invest my 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 hours in, into somebody who doesn't believe into core values that I have. Meaning, you know, if if you are if you are continually risking your health, your family, and those things that are important to you. Those are the clients that I do not want to serve because I know it is very short-lived. So the leadership really started when I understood the value of understanding myself and being able to lead myself. You know, am I better today than yesterday? Am I holding to a higher standard today than a year ago? You know, I, I have goals every year. You know, am I reading every day? Um, so um, I, the, I guess the leadership for me um, is really understanding how well you can lead yourself. And only then, I think you can then influence people. Um, I guess, you know, we know that, you know, leadership is influence. So if you can influence yourself, I think influencing others just come as a byproduct. So the passion for me is to really help business owners and entrepreneurs to lead themselves well that is aligned with their core values. 
Does that answer your question? Absolutely, does. And and your 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 values, your key values, are in sync with mine. I guess that's one of the reasons why we get along so well. So thank you so much for sharing there. So Ethan, I know you. I know value uh, family is very important to you. I know you know family values are you know really high up there for you. And we can hear we can hear some of the uh, uh, background noise from from the children. Are they all, are they awake? Yeah, they're all awake. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's you know it's one of the blessings, and I don't want to say cursing of working uh, from home, right? Because. <laughs> <laughs> basement and you can literally hear kids running around upstairs um uh, but i love i love spending time with my kids and just uh, you know sometimes uh, just being in their presence it just makes me so it just makes me uh, smile and it makes my day you know, you, you know as a parent <laughs> yes i do eyes <laughs> and uh, yeah so i'm sorry if you're hearing the noise in the background uh, but I, I love my family i'm uh, I do everything uh, to protect the value I have of my family. And if, uh, if you don't mind, I would like to share a couple of things that um, that I impose on my family value. Please go ahead. Uh, one is uh, I don't allow anyone, including myself or close friends and family members, to dictate what my kids can be and who they are today. Meaning, um, I don't allow anyone to pass judgment on their personality, uh, about their behavior. Um, I, I'm very particular about that because, you know, what what we say to our children really matter. Like, it really has a lifelong impact of how they perceive themselves, what they can do, and what they think they can do in the future, which is far more important. So I, I really protect my family and make sure uh, people that are close to me understand there are certain things they can say to my children. I love that. I, I truly, truly love that. So by, by so doing, giving them that solid foundation, that even when they step out, you know, and, and you're not really there to protect them, they know they have the foundation and they can't even go wrong. Yeah, that's and, I, and that's true because um, I look at myself when I was younger, uh, young, <laughs> as I, should say, um, I was labeled as shy unable to speak out what I think. Mm-hmm. And you know, I remember one time I got lost. I was, um, I was with my uncle and he was going to his hometown and he, you know, he took off to, on, on the train ride. And coming back home, I, I lost. I got lost. So I was, you know, I was, I think I was in third grade or fourth grade. Um, I was crying in the street and this isn't, this isn't America, right? I, I grew up in Korea, so it's not like there's a policeman or uh, people that are courteous to help me to find find their way back home. Um, but long story short, somehow after hours, um, uh, a gentleman offered to t- take me back home. He, he he made a call with my parents and got my address, and he took me. Uh, it was a motorcyclist, and he took me home. And when I got home, um, you know, the first comment I heard from my parents was, Oh my gosh, you know, you couldn't even say you know, where you live. 
Mm. Um, you know, I, it's, it has almost eternal impact in a child's mind and how they shape, how they see the world. Um, so throughout my grade school, I, I had to prove what I was told. So I was not supposed to speak, ask, share my opinions, or express my curiosity because I was told I was shy, I'm soft-spoken, I, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm not eloquent in a way. Um, so I had to be that person because I was labeled as someone. And uh, that impact still has in me. You know, I feel like I think I shared, you know, with you in the past, you know, um, I was, I serve uh, as a preaching pastor in my church now, uh, but I was in, um, you know, full-time ministry uh, in my early 20s. And one of my biggest fear going into making that decision was that I had to speak in front of people, right? Mm. And it's all because of, of that experiences and, and uh, statements that I heard repeatedly uh, over my childhood from my parents and people around me. You know, not only my parents told me that, they told everybody around me. Wow. So even my aunts and all my relatives would tell me whenever I would be, uh, I would seem reserved, they would make comments like, oh yeah, he, he will never speak his mind. Wow. So, um, and that's one of the reasons why I love coaching because you can, you can really go into someone's mind. Yeah and see how their world is mapped. And, you know, my job as a coach is to help my clients see themselves the way they should see it. Absolutely. I was just going to say that, that no wonder you are a world-class coach from your experiences and now you're tying everything together to use it to help other people. How awesome. That's great. So oh, you and I were at a leadership conference uh, not too long ago. Can you share three takeaways from that leadership conference? Oh, man. Um, just three, right? <laughs> <laughs> just three. I know you can write a book, but just three. Uh, I have to tell you, Evola, that was like, um, you know, five, six hours of just information and great content just packed with so much wisdom and and research uh, by you know so many great speakers um, but for me one of the greatest takeaway uh, from that conference um, was what um, you know our mentor said you know john maxwell you know he said he shared something like you know he's in his late 60s now and he said he used to be certain about a lot of things when he was young. Uh, now that he's at, at his age, he's less certain about uh, many things, uh, <laughs> but he's more certain about a few things. And one of the things, the first thing that came out of his mouth was this, that growth is the only guarantee that tomorrow is going to get better. Yeah. And you can choose to grow through life or get through life. I just love that. And not only because I agree with it, but I believe because I lived it for the last 20 years. 
Yeah, I don't think I'll be where I am if I chose not to grow myself. Mm. There were times that uh, growth meant a lot of money, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. the money that I didn't have. And and I think it's true. Whenever, whenever we see price next to growth, uh, we turn away because mm. especially nowadays, because there's so much free content out there. And somehow... Um, people these days develop this entitlement mindset that they should get information for free. I don't believe that. But I don't. I've never met anyone who said uh, the free content has helped them to grow. <laughs> I, I, I really haven't. Um, I hear cause, you. Because yeah, <laughs> even for me, I love free stuff. Right? Don't that's, we all? <laughs> yeah, that's one of the reasons why I go to Costco. Right? They. Yeah. they they hand out sample food. I yeah. love. And, um, uh, but with, the, with with all the joking aside, yeah, we know um, people take it more serious when they put um, when they put money where their mouth is. Absolutely, Ethan. Can I just quickly jump in? Yes. One, uh, one of my mentors um, was talking. I was talking to one of my mentors yesterday, and he he, he told me that. Uh, when it comes to investing in, in yourself, he was commending me about the, you know, how I invest in myself. And he said, when it, co- when it comes to investing in yourself, the A player thinks of the value. The non-achiever thinks of the price. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, I, yeah, so I, ahead, I couldn't agree anymore with yeah. that statement. Mm-hmm. That is just that on. Yeah. So yeah. So that was that was my biggest takeaway, which may mm-hmm. sound obvious for people that are listening to this podcast, but it's again one of those things much harder to live. Um, yeah. And I and I tell this to people whenever we say things like it's easier said than done. Mm. What we're really saying is I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> mm. Whenever I hear people making such comment, what they're saying, oh, yeah, it's easier said than done. They've already made up their mind. They're not going to grow. So true. Um, the second thing that I, I enjoyed was actually listening to Liz Wiseman when she talked about uh, the leader that multiplied their influence. Yeah, I love that too. Yeah. Um, you know, she said, and, and this, this was the first one that she shared. Uh, there are five shifts that leaders uh, have to change in their thinking and in the way they lead themselves uh, for others. And she said, "One uh, number one was ask more questions." Yes. And for me, Evela, <laughs> to me, <laughs> and as a coach, as a coach, <laughs> uh, this this couldn't be any truer. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point in our life, we've lost curiosity, mm. and I think capacity. Mm. If we can just stay curious as to what if and what could be, and not only in our lives, but in, in, in lives of other people, uh, I, I think it can take us to anywhere. Um, so whenever I interact with my clients, I kind of uh, place myself in, in a place that I've never been to. Yeah. You know, so for example, like I've never been to Paris so I, I imagine myself in, during my interaction with my client. You know, I don't, um, I don't know anything about this person. 
I must absorb everything that he or she is telling me and even hear the things that that I'm not hearing. Yeah. It's not about the words they say. It's about what they're saying. You know, what's what's the underlying, the subtext of the conversation. And I don't think we can listen to that level unless we have a kind of curiosity, like going to a place that we've never been before. Yeah, absolutely. So that's... Um, Number two, right? It was more like, okay, you know, more, more of a confirmation. Yeah. I ask more questions. Um, and lastly, uh, from that conference, uh, because I'm a person of faith, I love the interview of Dan Cathy. That's right. I love that too. <laughs> yeah, the CEO of Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Um, you know, I did a little research after the conference. Uh-huh. Apparently, uh, Chick-fil-A is actually the, I guess, fastest uh, growing uh, uh, franchise restaurant in U.S. Yeah. And they have the highest volume in U.S. Wow. I didn't know that in not surprised. Um, I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah, and and he shared. John asked him about the calling of life. Yeah. Like, it, um, I I think they were being careful because this was a business conference. Yes, get too much uh, into spiritual things. Um, but you know we're spiritual beings, so we can't yeah. we can't get away from just talking about um, external stuff. Um, he said this. And I quote exact words from Dan Kennedy's mouth. Calling comes from recognition of how inadequate we are and to allow God to speak to you. I thought that was such a humble statement from a man who leads thousands and thousands of employees and operators in, in mm-hmm. Chicago. You know, um, and he also talked about how their work, that the company is as a whole working on the west side of cities, in inner cities, to yeah. to rebuild those um, the situations and helping the homeless. And and who does that, right? And, exactly. And, and to create culture, he said, mm-hmm. to create culture for my employees and customers, the best experience of restoration. Mm. As, you know, he also said, you know, the word restaurant comes from French, meaning it, it means a place of restoration. Yeah. You know, we don't think about, you know, a fast food chain as a place of restoration. <laughs> no, right? we don't. Yeah. But the fact, you know, every time I go to Chick-fil-A, I do think that I, I am restored. Yeah. You know, they have the, the flowers, you know, on each table. Yeah. You're greeted. Uh, with big smiles and and all these you know the servers they're willing to go extra miles to make sure that 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 short you know maybe 10 15 minutes of your time in the restaurant is one of the best experience you can get from fast chain fast food chain that's so, so true yeah thank you ethan thank you so much so um i i, I know you have daily rituals because successful people especially uh, uh, successful world-class coaches like yourself have daily rituals. Can you share with us maybe three of your daily rituals? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm big on this. Um, I, I have to confess, I have about 20 things that I do in the morning all listed and reminded me in the calendar 
uh, as my priorities. Uh, one that includes like uh, includes things like um, you know drinking coffee, <laughs> having breakfast, um, filing for resource. I file every day. Yeah, you love your coffee, right? And filing, yeah. yeah. I read out loud thirty minutes. Um, mm. One of the reasons I do that is because. You know, English is my second language, yeah. and still is. <laughs> so I read, and I read out loud for 30 minutes. Mm. And I read my Bible. Awesome. Um, I, I pray. Yeah. Um, I do my marketing studies at least 30 minutes per day. Yeah. And I go into uh, my 15-minute... Um, get on... Um, this is so personal, so I will, I will share this. But I get into my 15-minute million-dollar demand. Mm. So this is where I, I do self-affirmation yeah. and a time to reflect who I am, awesome. uh, not just through my eyes, but through the eye of my creator. Um, and writing an email to my inner circle. Uh, to me, uh, that's one of the highest priorities for my day-to-day -day life. Yeah. And um, um, if you would allow me, um, I'd like to um, ask people if, if they want to receive my email. Absolutely. Sure. There are advanced thinking strategies for entrepreneurs. But there's nothing for you to buy. Uh, mm. You will be offered to buy something in the future, but there's nothing for you to buy. Um, I just really share my daily thoughts uh, with entrepreneurs and business owners. I share my struggle. Mm. And I show how I overcome with, overcome them, and just just pure reflection of my inner world uh, with people. Yeah. So uh, so share with yeah. us then. How can people connect with you? How can they be part of your um, inner circle uh, list? Yes. Um, this is only for small business owners and entrepreneurs. And perhaps if you're a, if you want to be an entrepreneur, or small business owners. Because um, uh, that, that's the only market that I, I serve. Uh, so if you are coming to my uh, site, I hope you are uh, a current business owner or at least aspiring to be. Um, it's www.ethan-chung.com. www.ethan-chung.com. Uh, only reason I couldn't get in ethanchung.com was... <laughs> There is a golfer, <laughs> so I had to put that hyphen between my first and last name. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna put um, Ethan's um contact information in the show notes, so you you feel free. Uh, and Ethan already said this is for entrepreneurs and small business owners, so you feel free to uh, connect with Ethan. So, Ethan, any last minute thoughts for our leaders and listeners? There are a lot of things that I can share, but um, just I like to just leave with uh, one thought. If you're listening and if you're an entrepreneur, um, I would say, you know, what Emerson said, you know, what lies behind us or what lies in front of us are tiny matters compared to what lies in us. I love that. And yet, I find that so many entrepreneurs and business owners 
you know, spinning their wheel, going through their, their daily routines, and never really take deliberate time to think into results that they want to accomplish. They follow everyone else, mm-hmm. how they do business, how they conduct their business. They don't even have their client avatar. Mm-hmm. They, they do it because they believe the potential is in the industry they're in. And I want, I want business owners to truly understand that there is no potential in business or in money. They don't have intelligence, right? There's only potential inside of us. Mm. You can truly grasp the implication of what that means. I think you will better and improve your business, the way you run, the way you think into your business. Thank you, Ethan. I'll recommend you know people to uh, get access to coach. Yeah, you know, they are your sounding board. You know their pure interest is your success because if you don't succeed, they don't succeed, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much, Ethan. You are, we are definitely going to bring you back because you have so many great nuggets. We really, really do appreciate you coming. To have a chat with us today. Thanks, Ethan. Well, thank you, Abiola. Thank you for having me today. Thank you for being with us. have been listening to Abiola Saba Leadership Podcast. To get exclusive access to Abiola's free training, visit abiolasaba.com. abiolasaba.com and join her email community. If you have enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time, remember, great leaders don't just lead. They empower others to lead in areas they are passionate about. Passionate about. Passionate about. Passionate about.